<laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got it, right? <laughs> I'm there. Yeah, you got it. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so there was no tennis for me yesterday. Not at all. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Yeah, there was no TV yesterday. TV didn't. TVs didn't Good even for go you. on. That's a healthy habit. Yeah, you know, TVs not watching didn't TV. Even go on. Yeah, like yeah. That. didn't what, even go on. What kind of music are we listening to for uh, Penn's birthday? Um, it was it was very upbeat and a lot of women singing. You know. I never knew that there was that many women artists out there. No, no, like no offense taken, hopefully, but uh, I just didn't know that there was that many girls singing songs. We got like Carly Simon blasting. I, I would not have known their names, Jonas, but I think the more I heard the songs, the the more I went into daddy mode and was, you know, just in daddy land. Some en vogue, maybe. For the- I don't Couple think bangers there. No, not for not for girls, mm-hmm. not for eight year old girls. <laughs> it's like Jonas stopped listening to music after the nineties. I like well, I'm the start of the to... new millennium. Jonas checked out. Well, it's like yeah. I, I I realized all right, I could listen to mediocre music or I could just start watching sports. And I or just you could drink right. some alcohol and talk trash with the other dads and you know. Act like you're a man, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm I trying know. to give some that's uh, what it was. Some updated references here. Uh, Patsy Klein was a Patsy Klein. Okay, there you go. Any chance? Crazy. And he, uh, he thought of that Crazy. going on there. Crazy. Are, now, are you, are you going to take the daughter to see uh, Barbie? Like Lee and Todd are going to go see? No, but we went to see. Well, maybe I don't. I said no. Like, like I had the decision. I don't, <laughs> What's that rating? I, I don't think uh, my girls are age appropriate, so I'm going to use that excuse. <laughs> I've already got that built in. If it's I mean, PG, I'm gonna be like, yeah, it should be G. I don't know. We I'm went out. to the Little Mermaid. Saw Little Mermaid. PG thirteen for Barbie. All right. Yep. There we really? go. Brady. We're out. Brady. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. That's a what win. the hell? That's a win. PG thirteen for Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Those dolls are getting sexual, dude. Dang. Jesus. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Can I say Dang. that? Really? I mean, they've always Damn. made Barbie look, you know, curvaceous, so to speak. Long oh, legs. She she's doing. You know. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Big eyes. You know. Yeah, I never really played with Barbie. I was usually lifting weights back in the day. But again, people are different. You what know, are you trying to say, thing. Jonas? No, I'm just saying people are different. You know? I never played with Barbie, so you're trying to say. Because I knew the description of a Barbie that I played with Barbies. Yeah, listen, all I know is is uh, throwing. You want to know the quickest and easiest way to make a friend with a girl <laughs> when you're growing up? Yeah, what's that? Is learn Barbie talk. I mean, I'm just saying. Hashtag fan flip. Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. I don't want to go to a dinner and movie with you. I just want to hook up with you. Uh, certainly not. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. I'm not betting. Corey. Yeah, you have a problem. You have a problem. My name is Corey Cove, and I'm addicted to gambling. Hi, Corey. I'm also addicted to butt cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say we didn't hear you? (laughs) Welcome to Gamblers Anonymous, Corey Cove. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Smidium. Bye, baby. Bye, baby.
All right. Well, uh, Smitty, you are on the scene of the crime. You are up in Detroit Lakes. Uh, you told me you just got back from Zorba's, so I have to ask, uh, did you see any members of the royal family? We did. It is it is absolute pandemonium up here. Um, we were our, our friend Jeff Block was with me. We had a delicious pizza at Zorba's and we saw uh, Meat Sauce and Corey came in. Actually, we saw Meat Sauce's parents come in first and then Calvi walked by and chatted with him a bit. Um, so the whole gang's in town, ready to have some fun tonight and then early in the morning tomorrow. All right. And of course, it's an initials major tomorrow and I'm pulling for you to get drawn or Jeff. Uh, you know, I, I, no offense to Jeff, but I think you would probably do a little bit better. So I'm hoping, you know, you're, you're the one and Jeff's the one A, shall we say. So, um, big initials day tomorrow. And of course, the reason that we're here is, um, our initial reaction to the bracket being released today. So yes, all the seeds have been set. All the brackets are in place and the pressure is about to begin. Uh, Smitty, your initial reaction to the bracket. My initial reaction, and I don't know if that was an intended pun there, but I think, I think it overall looks, looks pretty solid. There's a couple things that we can quibble about, but I know Corey had to take a lot of things into account, past history potential and also scheduling possibilities with different people from different places. But overall, I'd say he did a really good job. I think he did an absolute crap job, but no, actually when I was, the, <laughs> when I was putting the odds together, it, it, it fell pretty good. I mean, I, you know, there's a few things I disagree with, but you know, for the most part, it falls somewhat in line. I mean, it, it you know, there it's, it's a pretty good, a uh, pretty good track for Corey um, and the committee overall, I would say. There's definitely some discrepancies, and I think we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, I think we'll talk about who we feel is maybe overseated, who's maybe a little underseated. And I think, Smitty, you want us to each do one prediction of a dark horse that could win their first round matchup. So we'll... Uh, We'll start with that. Why don't you take the take the first stab at it? Uh, give me one or two people that you think maybe are a little overseated. Maybe my perception is clouded by his performance in the uh, program password, but I feel like Brian Oak at at number twenty seven is is a little bit too high. I think he's very smart, but he's also you know if it's outside the world of music and stuff like that, I think. He's going to have some big blind spots. So I don't I don't think Oak's going to go very far. Um, Tom Pelissero is very good, but I wouldn't say he's top 10 good. So I think he's a little bit uh, too high. And then uh, Joe O'Donnell at 22. I, I mean, was was Robbie Rosenhaus busy or something like that, that they couldn't get him? I mean, who the <laughs> hell is Joe O'Donner? Yeah, I I didn't quite get that one either. Uh, yeah, that that was that one definitely stood out to me um, as being. Just a little bit high there. Um, you know, I think Pelissero is getting the benefit of the doubt for he, he hasn't had a bad performance. You know, he came in, he won. Um, so we haven't seen the downside. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll be surprised if, uh, he always wins. Um, and I'd be really surprised if he won the tournament, but we don't know. And I think that's part of the, maybe the reason he got the, the higher level seed is just kind of the big unknown with him and an impressive first performance. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I look at the bracket, um, and, and I do kind of agree with Oak, although, you know, he has one. So, you know, at least he, you know, if he had been like way up in the teens, I think it would have stood out a little bit more. I mean, maybe, 
Uh, maybe a little bit high for Oak, and I don't expect him to advance. But you know that's uh, that's part of who he's paired up against in uh, AJ Mansoor in the first round. Mm, true. Um, for me, um, you know, I I hate to say it because we love her and she's up in uh, up in Zorba's. Uh, she's great, but just because you're great doesn't make you great at initials. Marnie has absolutely struggled with this game for a long, long time. To have her at number 13, uh, I'm sorry. She's, she's not going to win. Um, I'd be very surprised if she even won her first round matchup. Um, you know, she's going up against a very familiar face in Mark Parrish, um, the vastly overrated Joe O'Donnell that we both agree on, Amelia, who did not show well last year and lawyer Lambert, who has, who's an absolutely wonderful man, but has zero chance of winning this bracket. Um, so, you know, may, maybe she's got a shot just because of the way it fell, but I just, I just think 13 is way too high for her. I look at everybody from about outside of Joe O'Donnell, you know, pretty much everybody from like, uh, let's go down to like Molesky on up is way better in my opinion than Marnie. So, um, I think Marnie's just a little bit high there. Uh, the other one, and I think, um, I think he's getting a lot of pub because it was the very first initials game, um, of the tournament last year. And he came in and swept the room and then he did nothing after that. And that's Aaron Gleeman. And I think at 11, it's just, you know, it's a little bit high. I think it's riding the coattails of that one outstanding performance. Um, you know, and I don't know. I just, I feel like maybe, maybe 11 too high, you know, maybe something in the early to mid twenties would have been a little bit more appropriate for Gleeman. But I also like that Corey matched up Gleeman and bonus in the first round. I think that'll be fun to have the, uh, Gleeman and the geek facing off. I, I agree with you. And in fact, I'm going to take away from my own question at the end that that's, that's my first round upset that I'm looking for is for our friend Johnny Bonus to come out with a first round victory because of a lot of the stuff that you've already said. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening. I think that's to me, I look at it. That one's about the most competitive outside of the Tyler George, Greg Swedberg, Paul Charchian, Barb Niren, Little B and David Lambert uh, matchup. Uh, but we can we can talk more about that in a minute. Um, why don't you give me one or two people that you feel are very underrated in the bracket? Well, I think you and I agree on on this one that um, that dumbass David he he may be annoying, but he plays really well at this game, and I think thirty seven is way too low for him. Um, like you said, he's a part of probably the most competitive first round matchup. And and I could I could see him winning that as well. That that's going to be a lot of fun when that happens. Um, and then my other my other one that's I think is seated too low. I feel like Amelia Santanello should be higher than than she is. She's she's had experience playing the game. She has done well as she played the game. I feel like thirty three is way too far down. I saw her in in the mid to high twenties is where I would have had her. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, I look at it between Frank and Amelia. Um, you know, I, when I put the odds together, um, I have Amelia with, uh, with, uh, better odds to win than Frank. Um, and she's seated a little bit lower than Frank. So I just, uh, yeah, I mean, she's like, what, 16 spots lower than Frank. And I just, 
I don't think that's right. I think Frank, uh, Frank clearly lucked his way into the second round last year after the Fran Tarkington controversy. Um, you know, he, he didn't show out at all after the first round. Um, that was, that was kind of BS. Amelia, she did struggle, but I think overall, I, I think she's, uh, she's a better player. And I think that'll maybe prove out. Who knows? Maybe she wins that against the veterans parish and Marnie, um, in her first round matchup. Um, for mine, um, I 100% agree with Davi. It's not even close who the most underseated player is. It's David by a, by a landslide. He's played quite a few times. He's very comfortable. He's, you know, he's definitely won. Um, he's, he's always in it too. He always gets a couple. Um, and given the fact that, you know, um, where he is, uh, or, or the group that he's in, this is very winnable. Um, in fact, to spoil my dark horse pick, we were going to do him at the end, but we're kind of working him in here. I mean, David's my pick, you know, yes, Tyler or Tyler is a great player. Um, Greg Swedberg claims to be a great player. He's a great player from his corner office anyway. Um, you know, charge isn't, he isn't great historically at initials. Uh, you know, he's, he's good. He's a smart guy, but I think charge has a ton of blind spots, um, as well. Um, Barb, we love her, but, um, I don't think she'll be competitive in this. And then David, I mean, I, I think you're going to see a game that's going to be very low scoring. Um, you know, I think, uh, each of the competitors is going to, uh, get two or three, um, uh, you know, three, four points is going to win this. And, um, I, you know, I, I give Dov a really, really good shot of coming out of that, um, that initial game, um, on August 25th for those guys. The other person that I will go with and say that they are underrated is our guy Max. Um, only 25. Here's some of the people that are seated ahead of Max. You've got Eric Stolhansky, uh, Joe O'Donnell. Dave Schwartz. I mean, you're putting these people ahead of Max, um, a guy who went nose to nose with AJ in last year's tournament, by the way, he's won before and he has proven to be super, super competitive and super quick in just about any game that they play. I mean, he's a good password player. The various games they play on the power trip, he's really good. Uh, you know, he's obviously proven himself in initials. I can't believe he's 25. He, I mean, He's 12 back of Marnie for crying out loud. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's just, that's, that's wrong. Max should be right on the border of the top 10, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, and I think 25 is just massively too low. And I think Max has by far the strongest in game trash talking where if he gets a couple points early, he is, his shirt is coming off and, and everyone else in the room is going to be intimidated. So I, I, I like that pick a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that he's going to, uh, to beat Creasel. Uh, Creasel is number three in this, uh, clearly deserves to be, you know, that top two, three, four, uh, range. I mean, Creasel just, he's, he's absolutely solid. So I don't know that Max can necessarily take him down, but I just, yeah, I think it was pretty disrespectful to, uh, to give Max the 25 seed for crying out loud. All right. Well, um, so that's kind of our thoughts a little bit on um, the seating aspect of it. Um, what are your general thoughts about how this tournament plays out? Uh, do you think, you know, looking looking at the big bracket, um, you know, and looking at the heavy favorites. So in AJ's region, you know, he he's going up against just a bunch of sleds in the first round. So let's just put AJ <laughs> into the second round. So you're talking about AJ going up against maybe... Parish, Marnie, or Amelia, 
and maybe who knows Tyler Dov, Greg Swedberg, Charch. Um, that's kind of the level of competition AJ is going to be facing. Is it a lot? You know, I've got AJ at at three to one to to win this whole thing. In your mind, is it almost a lock that he makes the finals? It, it sure feels like it. As I think about predictions, I, I have to force myself not to put AJ. You know, if AJ has a bad day, what could happen? But it really looks like he, if if not a lead lead pipe cinch, he's he's about as good as you can get. And I I almost feel the same about meat sauce, especially in the first round. He's not going to call them sleds, but. Who's who's he up against? He's got Ryan Carter, Dave Schwartz, uh, uh, Ron Johnson, and Kevin frickin' Falmus. Yeah, I, I think Sauce learned his lesson last year not to get too confident and braggadocious, and I think that's going to come to his advantage this year. I It's going to be AJ meet Sauce and fill in the blank for the last one. Yeah, and and the only thing, you know, if if Creasel manages to win, which is, you know, I think, to your point, I mean, I think Sauce is, he's probably the second biggest lock of the first round, um, for sure. but, you know, if he has to face Creasel, that's that's going to be a tough one. But Creasel has to go up against Nordo and Max, just like we were talking about. So I think it's very, very up in the air whether or not Creasel actually gets out of the first round. You know, I think he's the favorite to get out of the first round, but not nearly as well as Meat Sauce is. So that that will be interesting. So, I, yeah, I would, I would agree with Meat Sauce being kind of the second most likely to get to the finals and then yeah i think you know the region that you want to be in if you know if you're somebody that's sort of mid-tier is definitely that middle region um the non-aj region the non-creasal sauce region i mean here here's who you're up against you're up against still young who's clearly a, a super smart dude he's won once out of the two times he played but you know, uh, I, I, that doesn't necessarily prove that, uh, you know, what he's going to do in the tournament. You just, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a wild card yet. You know, you got hockey who's, who's an experienced player, but you know, not at all dominant. Um, you got Carly, um, who, who's really come on lately, uh, the more that she's played, but, um, again, you know, far from dominant, and then you're down to like Zach Lieber, Frank are like your next three seated players. So I'm looking at like that middle row where you've got the producers. You got Justin Guard and you got Brandon Molesky. I'm like, if I'm Guardsy or Molesky, I'm like, this, this is your ticket to the finals by being in this region. I think if those two guys were, you know, in AJ's region or Creasel and Sauce's region, yeah, probably ain't gonna happen. But you know, I I I give both of the producers, you know, a, a puncher's chance to uh, to maybe punch their ticket to the finals in a in a much weaker region. Yep, I agree completely. I think the seating committee put them in a really nice place. And a little bit of a spoiler for our next episode: both of those guys are going to be on the quotes of the year tournament as well. Nice, nice. Yes, I can. Can hardly wait for that. Well, for the last thing we're going to do, uh, we don't have to bet on this, but uh, I think it'd just be fun to keep track of uh, throughout the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to do a, a little quick six-player draft uh, between, the, between the two of us. I'll let you go first since I'm just springing this on you. Um, we're going to take the guys in the 40s. So seed 40 and above. Um, you're going to pick three guys. I'm going to pick three guys. And the winner is going to be whoever scores the most number of points um, in the first round. So uh, we're talking Jeff Lambert at seed number 40. 
We're talking Alicia Lewis at seed 41. We're talking Kevin Falness at seed 42. Michael J. Musman III at seed 43. Lavelle E. Neal at seed 44. And the 45th and last seed, of course, is none other than Kevin Gorg. So, um, Smitty, I'll let you go first. Uh, who do you want first? Well, I'm looking at those players, and I'm also looking at some of their competition. And even though you said that I get to pick the first guy, I think I'm going to pick the first gal. I'm going to go with Alicia Lewis as my first pick of this bottom feeders draft. I think she'll have an opportunity to earn a couple points in her in her first round matchup. She's experienced. She's played this before. Um, she's she's up early in the morning anyway, so that's not going to affect her. I think she's going to do just fine. Okay, I like I like that pick. I think that's probably who I would have gone with as well. Oh boy, um, <laughs> this really is the bottom feeders. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go out on a little bit of a limb here, uh, just because they're both you know uh, they've both been uh, beat writers uh, covering the Twins. Maybe Lavelli Neal gets into Do Young's head a little bit. I don't know. Maybe maybe it throws him off a little bit. You know, I've already kind of given my opinion on Vasilero. I mean, Greenway is a sled. I can't believe he's 29 either. You know, Guardsy, Guardsy's <laughs> a little bit of competition, but maybe Lavelle sneaks a point or two out of that matchup. So um, I will take number 44, Lavelle E. Neal. Okay, sounds good. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to go with my next pick. I'm going to go with Mike Musman, Michael J. Musman third. I think he's he might take it personally that he's been seated so low in both of these tournaments and he's going to try to do something to to make some noise and earn some points in in the first round. Yeah, I agree. I I you sniped me again cuz I think Muss would have been my next pick as well. Muss isn't shy. He will <laughs> he'll definitely try ring. He might answer wrong all six times he rings in, but he's he's not bashful to ring in. So, uh I think that's a great pick. Boy, so I'm choosing between Gorg, <laughs> Jeff Lambert, and Kevin Falness. Uh, boy, because Lawyer Lambert, I can see him just sitting there and never ringing in. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Gorg is gonna Gorg's gonna take his chances, and God forbid I go with Falness. Um, yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna roll the dice on number forty-five, Kevin Gorg, because he'll be aggressive. He's another one. He'll he'll kind of he, he's like a poor man's bus, and that's saying something. That uh, you know, he'll he'll ring in quite a few times. Um, might not get any, but yeah, let's roll the dice. Uh, number forty-five, Kevin Gorg. Well, you sniped me on that one. I you know the number one seed in this tournament is AJ, and he's a Burnsville grad, and the number forty-five seed is also a Burnsville grad. So I was gonna go with. Kevin Gorg with that pick just for sentimental regions, ah. reasons. But um, given the choice of a remaining two, I'm going to have to go with Jeff Lambert. Uh, I think he is going to have a skill set that is maybe specific to older pop culture, but who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Bob Newhart is going to be one of the answers, and he'll be <laughs> the only one who's ever heard of him. I'm going to hear a yell from Burnsville if the initials are BN. <laughs> all right well that leaves me 
<laughs> with uh, the guy I didn't want. And uh, of course, I'm getting him because he fell to me. Number 42, Kevin Falness. Uh, Falness has proven that he is absolutely awful at on-air games on the fan, be it password or initials. And uh, I'm expecting a big fat zero out of there. So hopefully Gorg, you know, can, Gorg and Lavelle can combine to outscore your three players because I think I'm taking a big fat zero from Falness, which... Uh, you know, kind of segueing into our, our final topic, um, our bracket competition that we've, uh, set up as part of the bets and quotes podcast. Um, one of the things we're doing, not only are you filling out the bracket, so you're picking the winner in each of the matches. So all nine of the first round matches, and then you'll pick the semifinal winners for each of those. So we've got those grouped into the 15 players from each region. So you'll pick the winner of those. So you'll name your three finalists. And then of course you'll pick the overall champion. But one of the twists you put in Smitty that I thought was a lot of fun is I'm going to have you pick up to five different people that will get shut out that you predict will get shut out. So um, you can, you know, pick whoever you want for whatever reason. Um, and you'll get one point for each one of them. You know, maybe nobody gets shut out this year. We don't know. Or maybe a bunch of people get shut out because there's five players per match. Uh, we really have no idea what's going to happen. But um, for each one that you uh, you pick, um, you'll get a point for them if they do get shut out. Um, Fallness is definitely going to be in my bracket. <laughs> Spoiler alert there. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but that'll, that'll be one. And then the other, uh, the other way you can earn points is by guessing the initials in the championship game. So just like the caller gets to do every Friday, you'll get to guess the initials. Um, if you get one of them right in the right place, you'll get two points. And if you happen to guess it, unfortunately, you don't get the, uh, the jackpot for calling in, uh, but you'll get five points in the, in the bracket competition. So it's $10 a bracket. Uh, well, one bracket per person, but, um, it's $10 for your bracket. Um, winner gets 80% of the pot. Um, second place will get 20% of the pot. There are a couple tiebreaker questions in there too, in case it comes down to that. But yeah, just a fun way to, uh, to play out the tournament. I will, once everybody has submitted their answers, like by Thursday night, um, next week, then I will put everything into a spreadsheet and publish it so that you can see everybody else's answers. So you can kind of follow along throughout the tournament so everything's fully transparent you can see who has what and uh, keep track of how you're doing against the competition um smitty have you filled out your bracket yet i have not i've gone through and i've looked at some of them but i need to sit down probably this weekend and really really break things down you know maybe i'll re-listen to this podcast to get some insight into some of the strategies but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate it. I know you put it together. And so I thank you for doing that. And I'm uh, excited for the next three months of initials game. Yeah, it should be it should be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe you can uh, walk off with some cash at the end of it. That would make it even better um, you, to find it. Uh, just go to the bets and quotes account on Twitter. Um, and it'll, uh, you'll, you'll see my tweet about it there. Uh, basically what you do is you just click on the link there. You pay the, the $10 to league safe. It's, it ends up being like 1055 because you got the league safe fees in there, but, uh, you pay the $10 to league safe. I'll get the notification. I will email you the, uh, the, your official bracket to fill out. And then you just need to submit that by, uh, the Thursday, the 27th, the night before the first initials contest and, um, and, We'll be good to go. So, uh, so um, look for that. Get those entries in, um, and we will we'll see who's going to be crowned the winner. All right. Well, uh, that'll pretty much wrap it up. Uh, what are you most looking forward to tomorrow at the uh, the live show in Detroit Lakes? Well, as always, I'm going to have my name in, hoping to get selected for 
playing in the major. Of course, that's probably not going to happen. So it's just always a good time to uh, play along as they're playing and just watch all the, the fun action as it happens. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, I will be listening and cheering for you guys and trying to call in and win $42,500 since I didn't hit Powerball. So <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> we will talk to you next week when it is the gigantic quote of the year tournament selection show. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now.